Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Ascended Radio, and I'm your host, Jessica Spencer. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Today is June 10th, and this is 2015. And uh, this is everyone that I know, spiritual or not, is just, and I say this at the top of every show because it's just so shocking to me that it's already June and everyone's feeling that same kind of way. So everything is quickening. And, you know, for those of us that have kind of prepared and have opened ourselves to knowing that time is, is a perception and it's a, it's not a, let's see, it's not, a, it's not something that is finite, right, um, or infinite. Which, depending on which way you look at it, um, it's a product of this reality that we've all socially and collectively agreed upon. And we know that because the calendar's been changed and there's several different types of calendars and we we added days, we've added months and all of that, and then we live our lives as though that's reality. But we all know that this is June and it feels like it's maybe February. Um, so we have to start relying on what we are feeling rather than just what we are seeing. And it's been proven over and over again. A lot of the things that, you know, have been manipulated uh, so that our senses have become dumbed down, um, you know, like television and, and media and a lot of the things that we used to look to for inspiration have become somewhat watered down, and so we're kind of looking to ourselves and we're looking to one another to reemerge that creative essence within us that's, that's divinely connected, and so we're not just relying on the outside world to tell us what the truth is because now we know we have access to enough information to know that, you know, these these truths that we are being uh I guess inundated with are are definitely not factual. Um, so this is Ascended Radio. The call in number is three four seven nine nine six three two six three. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I'm going to start with a quote, and that's going to lead us and segue into the topic of today's show. So this just written by me yesterday, and it's basically talking about the topic of today, which is Energetic Currency Part 2. Last week's show was Part 1. If you did not listen to the show, you can go on to your iTunes podcast and uh, type in Ascended Radio. You can also go to blogtalkradio.com slash ascended-radio, and you can pull up all of the archives of this show, and you can listen to the previous show and kind of uh, catch up as to uh, where we got this whole notion of energetic currency. But the quote for today that relates to it is, once we change what we deem as valuable, the instruments through which we measure those values will also change. Okay, so once we change what we deem as valuable, the instruments through which we measure those values will also change. And so that's leading us into this whole notion of energetic currency and what we are valuing. And what we valued in this world for so long has been this notion of money. And that's a form, obviously, of currency. And so that's a way that, you know, the masses have been able to be controlled um, because we're so attached to it. So it, it really has affected our lives, whether we have this thing called money or we or we don't. That's what's really affecting us. It's it's this whole pursuit of it. Um, and then it's 
the symbolization that we attach to it when people have it or when they don't, and, and it changes. It alters the way we interact with each other, with ourselves, the way that we look at ourselves, and then that, of course, uh, leads to the way you live your life. And that's, a, that's you know, something that is paper and that it's something that's not backed by anything. And so for us as divine beings to then relegate our entire lives and base it on the pursuit of this paper that's backed by nothing and it's man-made, it's asinine almost, right? It makes no sense. So when we start to kind of slow down in our, our minds, our bodies, and our hearts, and we can really start to allow wisdom in and not necessarily just think thoughts because that's something that we've been trained to do and we think just, you know, logically and analytically. And even if you do that, none of it's adding up, right? Even if you're just an analytical person and you're looking at it analytically and logically, you're thinking, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. If this is paper money that's not backed by anything, then why are so many people so obsessed and mesmerized by it, hypnotized by it? Um, but if you look at it from a spiritual aspect, you know, this is just something that was used to control the masses, like so many other things have been used before. I mean, if you look at this notion of even, you know, racism or all of the isms um, that are that are popping up to the surface to be to finally be healed because they've been pushed back for so long and they've just been bubbling up there. And we haven't really fully allowed them to, to explode so that we can see it and and be aware of it and we can heal it. And uh, and so we're seeing all those things come to the surface now, and and we're seeing how asinine they are that they've ever existed, and how little it makes sense. But of course, for the the people that benefit from all of us being divided and not seeing each other as the same, and not just you know racism, but homophobia, sexism, um, classism, all of these things are ways that we all are participating in this division and we are allowing this whole energetic currency that's of a lower level to exist. And so, you know, when you look at energy and, and energy being um, something that, that makes up all that is, right, whether it's vibrating on a really quick level or a slower level, um, it's in and of all things, right? And even our thoughts are, are energy. So if we place a value on that energy, then it can become a currency, right? Because we're now placing value on it. The, the energy that we are exchanging with one another, that we are embodying, now we're making it into a currency. So when you're in that flow that I talked about last week, grace and ease take on a whole other meaning, and you can multitask effortlessly when you are vibrating on a higher level, when your energetic currency as a, is uh, valued higher, and not higher than anyone else's, but higher than the status quo of this paper money, higher than you ever have expected it to be. You're expressing yourself fully. You're living fully. You're no longer relegating yourself to being what these identities that have been imposed upon you are. You are now in the flow. You're now in alignment with what you came here to do and be, and you're just expressing it fully, right? So when you're able to do that and you're in this flow, you're able to do things that are in and out of time, right? It doesn't make sense. You look at those people and you're like, how did you do what it would take someone a year to do? You did it in one day or one hour. How did you do that? 
and it's with this grace and ease because you're not resisting. You're not going against the flow. You're going with the flow. It's like when you're, you know, if you're swimming in the ocean and you're going against the current, right? If you just relax and you flow with it and you're not panicking and you flow with it, it's much easier than if you are going against the current. And that's what we've been trained to do is we're, we're going against what is our natural ability, what is our natural way of being, and we're supplementing it with these kind of mechanical, robotic ways of being or with these ways of being that are uh, dependent on something from the outside, be it another person or be it some sort of belief system or, you know, even even certain rituals, right, that we feel like we, we have to have and we have to do. Um, and if we don't, if we don't have those things, then we no longer know who we are. It's like if you take a church away from somebody, who are you without that? Or who are you without your job title? Who are you without um, your your sexual orientation or your race? Who are you as an energetic being? And that's the type of currency, the value that you have, who you really are, who you are despite all of these things, who you are when you get out of all these boxes. And when you are being who you are, right, your own self-worth goes up, self-worth, self self-value right, energetic currency. And so when you're in alignment with that um, and you are going with the flow, then everything becomes a lot easier because you're not fighting against your natural state of being. And if you don't know who you naturally are, then, of course, it's going to feel like resistance when you're out in the world being who you're not, right? It's going to be a struggle. It's going to seem that way because you're not allowing yourself just to be who you are. And it's, I mean, it can be a challenge, right, because we're, we're taught to be something else. We're taught that we're all supposed to be, look, think, talk uh, the same. And it was, it was interesting. I was just watching a, a documentary called The Outlist last night on HBO, and it's about, you know, all of these different members of the LGBTQ community, um, you know, some famous, some not, um, who are talking about their experience in the world and, and being, you know, whatever... It is that they are their their job title as as well as who they are in the world and, and their sexual orientation. And, and one of the interviews was a comedian, Wanda Sykes, and she said something that I thought was so profound. She said, you know, in the in the African American community, a lot of us are really dependent on uh, Christianity. That's we're just codependent with it, right? It's, it's almost hand in hand with being African American. You know, most people are really. Um, these hardcore kind of Christian Baptists, um, and I and I know because I have actually I have a, a good balance between that and my my family. Not really my immediate family, but I'm going to say extended family. I have some that are um, Christian and some that are just spiritual. Um, and so you know, she said, you know, I don't really focus on what God said not to do. I focus on, or you know, according to the Bible, quote unquote. But I focus on what He said to do, and what He said to do was to love. And it's that simple. And, you know, she gave this, you know, funny kind of metaphor, but she also was saying that, you know, God is probably, you know, laughing because he said, all I want you to do is love. And he made it very, you know, challenging for us apparently because we can't just do that. He's like, you're going to have to love people that are totally different than you, that have different points of view, that look different, that, that speak differently. And, you know, I'm going to make this really tough. And, uh, and and but we can supersede that toughness and that challenge and we can, you know, begin to demonstrate what it is that we've been studying. And if all of, you know, my dad said this and I've said it so many times on the show, if everyone that claimed to be whatever belief system that they are just 
adhered to their basic tenets of treating people how they want to be treated and just loving and not judging, then the world would look vastly different. But I think that part of the reason the world looks the way it does is because you have a whole bunch of people whose value systems are actually really low, right, whose self-value is low because they've relegated to something outside of themselves. They've allowed themselves to become divided. They need a middleman in order to connect with the the divine. They need a middleman in order to connect with their source. That's like not you know, being able to speak with your parents and you have to have a translator um, to be able to even, you know, connect with them. And so you, you probably would develop a sense of abandonment or some sort of an issue with your, your parents and not feeling loved because you weren't ever connected with them. And so that's what a lot of people I feel like are running around um, having this sort of disconnected view of themselves and also God, the universe, and other people. So it makes it really easy to judge someone and condemn them and to, you know, go to war against them, to, you know, there's, there's laws on the books in Saudi Arabia that still allow lashings and stonings and things that should be uh, ridiculous at this point. And not just there. I mean, it's here in the United States, the, the audacity that we have at times to judge other people and judge them to the point where, you know, we deem their lives no longer of any value, right? So we have, we literally will lawfully kill people because we've deemed their lives of no more value, right? And let's get back into this, <laughs> to the topic of energetic currency. So because rather than going against this flow or restricting the flow of energy, we're, we're going to be flowing with it, and we're going to be riding this wave of energy, Right, so energy is, is as a currency can be the best form of exchange with the biggest value and return. So we really want to begin to remove our energy from things that don't serve us, remove ourselves from things that fill a lower level, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, you know, whether it's an idea, you know, whether it's a thought that just that keeps replaying itself. We need to learn how to remove that thought or counter that thought or allow ourselves to have it and then to also allow ourselves to release it and so that we make more space for more energy through which to flow so that we are filled up to overflowing with the energy. And so now our value is raised to the point where it's overflowing to other people, right? And we can exchange at higher rates with other people and not for the benefit of just ourselves but for the entire planet. So you can look at this as energetic deposits or contributions to positive energy that can be withdrawn, converted, and multiplied, right? So when you're in that flow, again, you are, you're capable of doing so many things at one time because you are no longer going against your natural state of being and you're no longer trying to fit into a world that's become obsolete. It's like going to you know, a bank and making a deposit or attempting to, and the bank's closed. It makes no sense, right? <laughs> you know, you see clearly on the sign that it's closing in five days and you take a million dollars to the bank, even though you know it's closing, and you make this million-dollar deposit into a bank that you know is not going to multiply that, that you know that you're not going to be able to pull it back out once they close. Um, and and so it doesn't make any sense. So that's what we're doing when we keep giving our energy over to institutions, thought forms, um, relationships, that are vibrating on a lower level than we are that we've developed ourselves on, that that we've evolved to. 
So as I said in the last show, you know, when we become obsessed with this thing called money, this whole obsolete um, paper currency, um, it's like you you develop yourself to this level of being or understanding that you're a divine being, that you're an energetic being, that you're infinite. And then you, because you're on this physical plane, you know, you're trying to fit this divine being that's larger than life energetic form into a small, tiny box, and you're trying to put that, you know, large form into this this tiny box that wants this paper currency that has no bearing on or benefit to this larger-than-life being. And, of course, you know, we all know that there are those and there's, there's you know, some debts that... that uh, that you have to pay or they might arrest you, right? Because that's the world that we're living in, right? So you can challenge that. Um, or what you can do is hand them blank checks. I mean, you have no energy behind the monies that you are giving because you are not tying any feeling to it. You're not worrying about it. You're not in any state of being that can be exchanged with it. You're not. It's already not backed by anything, but it will be if when you give it you know, to the cashier, and you're reluctant because in your head you're thinking, oh, my God, that's my last $5, or, oh, my God, I'm so worried. You know, what am I going to do with, you know, my account after this, after I just bought this this trip that I needed on this vacation, you know, for the spiritual retreat that I needed, or, or just to get away, or, you know, it's this constant mind chatter, and I know it very well because I'm a human being and I have it too. And so when you are then exchanging that paper currency, you're giving it to the rest of the world because it's in constant circulation. But when you say... I am giving this. This is. It has no bearing on me. It has no. It's no reflection of who I really am. I'm not putting any energy into it. This is just merely a piece of paper. And in exchange, I'm paying for this electricity to flow through so that I can, you know, study more online, or so that I can write this book. Or I'm giving this piece of paper, and in exchange, I'm buying this fruit, or, or I'm buying this coat to keep me warm, or whatever it is. But you're no longer putting any sort of sense of yourself on a lower level um, to the world, right? Because what we want to do is we want to vibrate at the highest possible frequency that we can, and that's what we want to give. That's what we want to overflow into the world. So we want to do this by literally focusing on ourselves, on our inner selves, right? On developing a connection to yourself, which is divinely connected to all, which will reflect back to us our purpose and the highest path to take to get there. Right? So one of the interesting things and insights that I got is that we literally have been waiting for a shift to happen, right? Because we, even even people that are asleep, you know, are beginning to sense that, that this these systems and these institutions are no longer working and that they're not in our benefit or in our favor, that the, you know, politicians are in our benefit or our favor, that these are things that we have to do for ourselves. We have to transform the world. The interesting thing is that we are the shift. It's not that we're waiting for it. We literally are it. So through you developing yourself, you're literally transforming. It's like the microcosm affecting the macrocosm. So your seed that you are blossoming is changing the entire world. You are the shift. It's not that you're waiting for it. You are it. We all are it. So it's like unlocking that potential within you. Now, can you live and die and have that potential and, and never have lived it? Yes. Will you go to a fiery place? I don't believe so. It's just that you didn't live your full potential, you know. And so, but if you but you do have that God potential within you, and so 
once it's realized, then you are shifting the entire planet because now you're being divinely compassionate, you're being divinely loving, you're being divinely joyful, you're being divinely creative, not just creative, not just joyful, not just compassionate, not in the sense of, of, of the value of it that the old world placed on it just being compassionate because that was kind of the, what we the measurement that we used was compared to what right it was, it was in comparison to you know people that really had no sense of compassion at all but when you were being divinely compassionate it's a whole other level it's a whole other value system um, that you get to experience and that you get to allow uh, the rest of the world to experience through you so again we are the shift and you know, you have people like Gandhi literally say, "Be the change you want to be in the world." You literally are the change. You're not waiting for it. You are it, right? Through your energy, through developing your energy, through being that space. You know, if you're the only one in in your workplace, I and mean, let's say there's an office building of a hundred, two thousand. I have many people in my office, thousands, right? Because I'm on the twelfth floor. If you literally get to be the charge for that entire office, you literally get to be the energized recharge, you literally get to be that conduit, that space through which that higher vibrational frequency gets to flow through that office and it gets to touch other people, whether they know it or not. Every time you step on the elevator, whether you even, you know, raise your eyes to look at people, but you just being there and, and developing yourself to that point where you're just a space through which love gets to express itself, it's altering that space, right? And what a beautiful thing it is. So we are the shift that we want to take place, but we must release our conditioning to expecting things from the outer world to look as it previously did, including our ideas of what success should look like. It's not going to look the same for any of us. If it were meant to look the same, then we'd all just be one person. But we're billions of people. So we're all here demonstrating who we are, right? And we are remembering, we're learning, we're uncovering, we're unfolding, we're expressing who we really, really are, what it, what is our natural way of being. So we want to release those expectations of it appearing the way that we used to want it to show up, the way that it used to be demonstrated in the world that was based on a lower-level value system. Right, because again, a lot of our institutions are not backed by anything compassionate, anything loving at all, and that's what we were trying to fit into. That's what we were trying to adhere to. Those are the, these are the laws that we were following and, and abiding by. We want to transform that. We want to be the space through which transformation can happen. So we want to release our attachment to the world being a negative place as well. Right released our anticipation of it being a negative place. Okay, most major religions have a day or a week or a month when they give up something, right? So why don't we try and give up old thought patterns, old expectations, old anticipations that no longer match the energy or the frequency that we seek to vibrate on? I mean, if you spend one day just being loving, one full day and not having one thought, that's counter to that. I mean, that's uh, that. Most people don't ever experience an hour of that anymore. So if you can sit there and for one day, you're just happy. No matter what happens, you just practice happiness because we know that whatever it is that you practice, you become. 
So if we are practicing joy, then we become joyful and joy-filled. If we're practicing creativity, then we become creative. If we practice love, we become loving. You know, these are all things that we can practice. If we can, you know, based on religion, we can give up meat or we can give up um, sugar or we can give up, you know, um, sex, then we can actually give up negative thought forms as well. That's something that's very powerful and that will affect the rest of your life. And it's meaningful. It has a value. So it's all about what we value. And so, again, going back to, you know, the insight that I had and the quote that I said at the beginning of the show, once we change what we deem as valuable, the instruments through which we measure that value will also change. So once we say, hey, you know, this paper money, we no longer place value on it. And the more we actually practice that through our energy, through no longer attaching any negativity to it, no worry, no doubt, no fear, we give it all up, we release it, we say, look, this is what it is. I'm not, I'm not giving you my energy. I'm not going to give you something to back this up with. It won't be able to sustain itself. It will become obsolete. Then the tools through which we measured that, that we can see through the media, that we see through the way that we value, you know, celebrities over teachers, the way that we pay um, even uh, doctors over um, these celebrities or athletes, um, which, you know, again, it's just paper money, so it's not to take away from any of those, but just to say that we can see what we value in society by these these tools, these measurements that we've been using, right? So this is something that we no longer want to place value on, and so those measurements, right, the stock market, all of these, these credit agencies, all of the, that all benefit from the energy that we are putting behind the value or energy, right, that we're putting behind uh, this monetary currency, um, they will also become obsolete because it's like if you have, if oil becomes obsolete, then you don't need oil rigs any longer. Then you don't need to see any place that you're storing oil anymore, right? Because the substance itself has become obsolete. We're no longer valuing it. So, it's, so now the instruments that we use to develop it, to house it, to measure it as being valuable and also no longer needed. So that's the way we can look at all these things that we are experiencing. We don't need to give it our energy through attaching anger to it or through attaching pain or through attaching worry or doubt. We just need to go inward. That's one thing that, that nothing can be touched. Is you can always go inward. You know, even if something's happening to your outer body, you can always go inward, Right? And you can always fall back into that, and that's where your connection to the divine is. That's where you can communicate with the divine what it is that you want, what kind of outcome you want, what kind of experience you want. And that's where your power lies, not in this outer world, not in this pursuit of of currencies um, and everything that comes along with it, the wars that we go through to get it, um, the the poverty that we allow to exist because of it. We're no longer, all of that will cease because we've changed what we value. And we're not going to replace what we value with something of a lower level because that can't exist anymore because we've all collectively agreed to awaken and to ascend upwards, right, to vibrate on a higher level. So those things are going to naturally 
dissolve. Those those denser energies are, are naturally going to fall to the bottom. So it's small. So that's what we really want to begin to place value on in this world. And we really want to become aware of it, you know, in every day. What am I placing my value on? You know, before you go to sleep at night, ask yourself, what did I value today? You know, and you can tell that, you know, did I call my mom and speak to her for a few minutes? You know, did I did I do, do some more research on, you know, these crystals that I was interested in? And I, I never knew I was, but I allowed myself that space. I had this intuition and I followed that intuition. Or did I smile at someone today and did I receive a phone call and just tell that person how how grateful I was for their, their phone call? I mean, how did I show what, what I valued and what was it that I valued? Just start to pay attention to that. Um, and so this went by so quickly. We have 30 more seconds. But I will be on the show again next week. Thank you so much for calling in. The call-in number again for next week is 347-996-3263. Thank you so much for listening to Ascended Radio, where we are authentically becoming our divine selves.